Wanya, and welcome to the Deadly Discussions podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Harrison. This is season two of the podcast, and we're so excited to bring you 30 new guests over 30 fresh episodes. Now, these episodes wouldn't be possible unless, of course, we had sponsors. And one of those sponsors is Talcha Technology. Talcha Technology is an indigenous business specializing in IT design, website integration, and app development, among other things. The name Talcha comes from the founder, Alan Holmes' great-great-grandmother, Maria Talcha, a bachelor woman also known as Queen Maria of Childers. She was a key figure in the community post-colonization and was one who always brought the gold out of people around her, both black and white. Alan aims to have his business create a legacy of bringing the gold out of everyone around him, both black and white. So it was no um, problem having Alan sponsor this because the ethics and values perfectly aligned. So thank you, Alan, and thank you, Townshire, and all the guys and girls for all the hard work and the sponsorship towards the podcast. Now sit back and enjoy this episode and make sure you like it, share it, subscribe to the channel, and uh, most of all, enjoy. Welcome to Deadly Discussions. We are up to season two, episode seven, and today's guest is Corey Gretsch. He is a Wanamara and Gamilaroi man. Hope I said that right. Welcome to the show, Corey. Are you right, Isaiah? How are you going, brother? That's good. I love uh, the, the word meat brothers. I've started doing um, keto as an experiment because I was like, yeah. you know what? Us black yeah. fellas, we probably had very low carbs yeah. um, and we had lots of healthy fats through nuts, you know, yeah. seafood and, uh, you know, bush food and meat. Um, yeah. that we're often finding, you know, things like echidnas and stuff are like so fatty. Um, yeah. So I thought, you know, what I wonder what happened if I just put my body back into rhythm mm. that my ancestors would have had because they yeah. wouldn't be going to croissants and, uh, <laughs> you know, baked goods. And we did yeah. have, you know, baking uh, stuff as well, but the yeah, yeah. And you, you'd probably be able to educate us, but the things around like uh, tree nuts, you know, bunya nuts um, that we have up here, bunya tree. Um, and then you've got other flowers that are coming from different trees now, or kangaroo yep. grass. I'd love to hear you share on that. But firstly, where's your mob from, in case I got it wrong? And yeah. you know, where'd you grow up? Tell us your story. Yeah, mate, I'm um, Gamilaroi Wanarua. Um, you were close, that's right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, Coonabarabra and then towards Cessnock in uh, New South Wales. So yeah, um, <clears throat> pretty much come from, um, you know, strong line of women out there, Kuno, the, the Canes. Um, my beautiful family is um, is is an amazing one, but um, the Hinton's from Cessnock as well. So yeah, uh, it's a it's a they butt up against each other, I suppose. Nearly, you know, um, <laughs> quite close. And I'm sure they've, like you said, there would have been there would have been um, you know, old school trades between the two for years. So yeah, I think this 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 time my pop didn't plan on um, then. You know, pinching him, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my pop left. He's he's community went to my nans. You know, all his life. So, I've heard this with um. You said about trade disputes, and yeah. there's like some communities people have shared about mob not you know living up to their bargain of bringing a hundred skins kangaroo skins by you know each month, and therefore you know they got cranky with each other, and that feud's gone on for like two generations. Like I can't believe that, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? It's probably um, yeah. It's probably good we don't do that no more. <laughs> That's it. It's probably good that um, you know that we I don't know um, 
I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just it's just crazy to think that's you know we're human at the end of the day as well. So we're cranky. Yeah, business deal went sour. So we're like, nah, I don't talk to those fellas anymore. Nah, no more. <laughs> not forever. And tell everybody, not. not yeah, that's it. Don't deal with them. They'll rip you off. You know, the kangaroo, <laughs> awesome skins, poor quality. You know. Yeah, it's poor quality. <laughs> that's it. Poor quality but, in the um, oil. So. Oh man, it won't be. I've sort of noticed a shift back to some of that as well. Like I was joking about that before about. You know, um, but to be honest with you, I think um, black business in general, all of, all of the people I've I've had anything to do with in in this little little journey of being in a in a small business is like we stick together like glue, you know. Um, yeah. and and you know I've rocked up to markets where, you know, I've had my rear end hanging out, and um and I've yeah. seen some sisters who are getting their gear out of cars, and and I've yeah. put my stuff aside, and I've I've unpacked their car with them, and. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Without wanting nothing, without getting, without doing anything, you know, you 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 get a return on that later on. You just kind of, yeah. it's never here or now, never ever, is it there at the moment? Do you get a return on that investment? But bloody hell, a year or two years or five years down the track, you can guarantee yeah. that that person's going to pop up in somewhere somehow, and yeah. you'll get a return on it. You know, and um. And that's happened that many times. So I was like, kid, not possibly tell you. you know? um, I believe. And- I think, yeah, that's something that is ingrained in our, our mob to just be like, you know, so as you go, I think learning about, you know, how the bush tomato is, uh, you know, needs a good combination of soil, <clears throat> water and fire. And so the old ones would, you know, sow it at certain times after a fire or after a meal and sort of doing it as you go, knowing, hey, we might benefit from this five, ten years from now, but someone mm. will benefit. And I think that's yeah. the mentality that we have. It's it's like a it's a long term play to uh, help out one another. It takes me to a place, it makes me think about a moment in time when, you know, I'd said some things that had upset, you know, some some uh, pe- Aboriginal people in business, right? They're, yeah. they're quite professional, and they kind of um at at the end of the day they they they're entitled to their way. It works for them, right? But yeah, I said um we don't have to do business every like Whitefall's way sort of thing. We don't have yeah. to um find a person's batner, you know, realize yeah. what their very bottom dollar is, drill them down to that so that yeah. your business is successful. That's a that's a, a that's a model that's flawed for us, you know. Yeah, it's flawed for us because we we wouldn't morally do that to people in general, you know. So yeah, it's it's leaving enough on the table, isn't it? Because if you went through at the right seasons and you know you can only harvest you know a certain amount of mud crabs at that time, you're not going to take all the mud crabs, you know, or all the oysters or all the pippies. No, and I think that comes down. And I've heard that speech, and I've been you know rubbed the wrong way a lot by a lot of people who say it about. Oh well, if I can't do this with this person, you know, they're they're my competitor. You know, at the end of the day, bros, it's business. But it's just like a defining the metrics of success. Like really, like what is success? Like is it more sales? You know, is that success? Is it more, you know, revenue? Because if it's at the cost of other mob, uh, then I think that's just not the way for us. It's not. It's not our culture. And and we're fitting in. We're, we're trying to fit in to yep. the the. The, the hole the hole that's a certain shape you know and yeah. those, those those people that um, were involved in setting up what the hole looks like you yeah know, are usually the ones that'll end up benefit benefiting the yeah, most out of 
what the hole looks like because they set yeah. it up. And yeah, um, so. and then we can we can trade over here in the corner with, you know, like um, you know, uh, yeah, there's there's a number of things that that I could say right now, but um, you know, you you can trade on the side, not have as much of a conversation with that group. Yeah. And show them that there's also another way to do all of this. Yeah. But you know, I'm, you know, I'm not leveraging off. I'm not fully leveraging off the IPP, for instance, or yeah. any of those procurement policies and whatnot that are all set up. Yeah. But um, in my direct situation, none of that really has ever benefited me. Yeah. Um, I've gotten. I've gotten what I've gotten because what I do, I try to do well. Yeah. And the people that have employed me started to employ me because we were an Aboriginal business and yeah. they thought they could, you know, write off some of their spends and things like this. But yeah. in actual fact, they couldn't because yeah. just the way my business was set up. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in, instead of them going elsewhere, they they quickly realised that, you know, we, we do it we do a decent amount of work and we, we do it yep. well and we do make a difference. So I think, um, you know, but that's not captured in any of the procurement areas because yeah, we're not, we weren't asking those questions. Yeah. And that's a good you point know? you make. And I had Mervyn uh, Fernando last week and we we're talking about yeah, neither myself or him uh, in our businesses have won anything under IPP or social you know, we have one stuff under social procurement on a state level, um, which mm. is actually open to social enterprise and construction and blackfellas. So uh, women-led businesses, migrant-owned businesses. So, but what it had done is just created a, a awareness and conversation starter where these groups are like, oh, blackfellow businesses have better benefit than just throwing money at them, you know? So it's like, they're like, yes. had this wake-up call. And exactly what you said about the snapshot with, the recent one about you know community community service orgs um health organizations that get funded by government they're saying uh, aboriginal business well that's not aboriginal business that's a community service that just happens to be indigenous you know yeah. and they're supposed to be serving indigenous people they're not creating equity or assets in community where mob can go loan against you know create new um you know new things of you know new ventures but we'll go back to uh how you before you you know before you started meet brothers um so yeah, did cool. you always yeah, think kind of. okay i'm gonna end up in business one day you know working uh not for me the goal is mm. to you know have a food truck you know what was the sort of the, the steps towards that <laughs> uh, it kind of comes back to the, the the stuff about having staunch women in our yeah. family um i got stitched up in the kitchen with my sister's dream you know yeah. She wanted to open up a cafe called Purple Goanna at Redfin, and and uh, I was the little brother that that would fill the holes that needed to be filled where they were, whatever. And I just yep. did as I was told, to be honest with you, but just <laughs> get my head down and stayed as much out of trouble as possible. Yeah. And my sister had me doing X, Y, and Z, and next minute, you know, I, I, you know, I was a mechanic by trade, you know, diesel scaffolding. Yep. You know, I was like a physical type work yeah and then you know she sticks me in the kitchen and is like got me you know making kangaroo burgers and things like this and stuff that <laughs> people weren't even doing at that time yeah you know she was kind of thinking about 
together we come up with these recipes and we'd knock stuff out at the cafe, you know, and um and oh geez, I owe everything to her, you yeah. know. Um I love what I do now, but there's no way in the hell I would have ever thought that that, that was on my radar. Yep. You know? Thrown in the deep end. I was deep end hard. But was, <laughs> and then um and then, you know, I just did what I was told for, you know, three odd years and I then started yep. doing cooking cooking classes with kids from those communities, that community and and another. And um yep. and then I found the love of teaching, you know. Yeah. I realised that it's one thing to learn something, but it's 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 another thing to, to then impart that knowledge again, you know, yep. that in, in whatever way you can, if kids are listening and their ears are open, then I had an obligation to somewhat get them get get some good stuff in their head, you know, and um I didn't realise how much of a big deal that was for the kids, but I've only just yep. retouched base with those communities and bumped into a few of those kids, literally, that were, were yep. eight at the time and, and, and uh, 18, 19, 20 now, you know, got their own kids yep. type scenario. Um, and some of the things that I taught them, they still they still remember, you know, and um, I don't know, 10 years later, if I must have said something right, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's it, amazing it me, you can never under, underwrite that value when you go into because people think oh, it's just kids and you're just going to be another person coming in being like hey yeah. mobs don't do drugs you know yeah. but when you come in with something that's culturally and it's so um you know it's it's like it's so ancient you know it's on yeah. there it's in the dna so you're yeah. connecting in that way where they'll never forget because one thing i look back at high school and one of those things i remember is uh, I don't remember much schooling, but I remember they had a speaker come and it was just to like the class of boys who were like yes. not always in trouble and doing stuff. And <laughs> uh, it was a Torres Strait Islander fella and he was talking about he was a copper and all these things. And I don't remember what his life story was, but I remember I remember taking away from that, like if this fella's done it, you know, and he's had this life of ups and downs and, you know, failures and successes and you know i can do it and that's all i remember taking away from it mm. it's like this 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 thought so what you're doing that's so cool it'll be running back into those those followers you know after all that time everywhere too randomest places you know shopping centers <laughs> and, and they just pop up and they're like hey i remember you but uh you corey you teach me and then i'm like looking at an adult yeah. you know thinking holy cow what's, what's going on here but um you know look i'm I'm actually going to do – I'm actually going to try and do a bit of a flip on the business yep. soon and hopefully go back to some of that because I miss it, man. Oh, yeah. That's something that's coming up here. I miss it, you yeah. know. Something on our country with – we're getting, you know, all our businesses together like our little hub mm. of uh, on-country mm. and then interstate mob too. And uh, something in the community is like how can you do what you're doing for establish, you know, old, us older fellas and, and, and ladies? How, how can you do that for the youth? You know, what What's yeah. the conversation you can have with the young ones – to say, hey, academia is great, sports is great, arts is great, but what about business? You know, blackfellow in business. You know, mm. what's that? What's that route look like? And I think our younger ones are so smart, like technology-wise, they could literally do anything. They could start yeah. up, you know, e-commerce site on their phone, you know, and start turning over like a big nut down Victoria. Yeah, young fella, teenage, yeah. little streetwear. Uh, you know, kicking goals more turnover than some other people. So. Um, no, that's exciting, brother. I'm sure you'll have a massive success in that. And so with starting Meat Brothers, so you've gone from the yeah. kitchen, Redfern, yeah. 
and then yeah. you've ended up. Me brothers truck. was just using some of that skills to to. We made sausages at the time, you know. Um, yeah. But raw product was just so hard. There were so many complications with having a raw product. Um, yep. So then we we turned to pies. We were making kangaroo pies, chicken oh, lemon yeah. pies, things like that. Um, and we, we we did a couple of knockouts, which for you, yep. you 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 got a northern knockout too. But yeah, you know, yeah. first um, contact. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, so ours is uh, you know, we we get that many, I don't know what, sixty thousand, you know. Yeah, it's incredible. So we pop up store with our brand new product, kangaroo chili pie, and a couple other different oh, types. Yum. Yeah, we gangbusters, you know, like people just <laughs> loving it. Well, you know, it's not very often that you can be at a community event and get blackfellow food like that, you know. And if yeah, it is, it's a... quite possibly. It. A curry or something rather yeah. than you know just a, so like a plain pie. yeah plain kangaroo pie you know and i yep. think it went down well um so we just shifted stopped doing sausages started doing pies built a food truck covid yep. came um and pretty much all of the events that we had on and any of the markets because we had a couple of doozies too like you know blues festival the rocks oh, markets nice. You know, Newcastle Farmers Markets, those two markets are some of the biggest that are kind of going at the moment and the most successful. But we just uh, couldn't make it work because the the timing was wrong. There was a lot wrong. And um, but but persisted where we could. You know, we really persisted where we could. But long story short was we just uh, had one conversation with a construction manager and I said, look, I can bring a food truck, you know, and do pies and coffees. He goes, you're kidding Well, yeah, come on then. Like, so we just yeah. rocked up every day, sold so pies good. and coffees to the lads. Yeah, and pretty much with that with that cash, we built yeah. a shipping container cafe. That's and then so we good. plopped it on the same site that we're on. That's so, so without good. any contracts, without any IPP, yeah. without any anything, cut all of that out. We just did this because it was a right thing to do and in a lot of ways we were really handy for that company because uh look you know COVID was jumping about a fair bit down here and um there was no real real no one really knew what was going on or you know it wasn't yeah wasn't a heap of information so long story short is that bloke said we've got a cafe on site now you get all your food from there yeah when you get on site you stay on site when you go home you go home you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, long story short, and was, you will was, eat wallaby pie, but what you'll eat, <laughs> you know, that's up to you. You get what you and, get, <laughs> and, and brother, the boys begging me to make their meals, you know, like so, yeah, yeah. you know, certain fellas, like you know, six foot six, you know, 130 oh, kilos, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, they're going, but can you ha- please make me a cheese and bacon pie? Yeah, you know, and I, and I, I went, radio, we'll make this pie, you know. And yeah, yeah. Next minute, the same bloke's buying four a day, so I kept making them. If he's going to buy them, yeah. I'll, I'll make them. And and long story short, we just started making burgers. We did yeah. we did heaps of stuff, you know. We, we, so we moved good. away from bush food. We had to yeah. move away from bush food, man. It was just yeah. An, yeah. inevitable. Yeah. Um, not necessarily what I love to do, but yeah. you know what? At, at that time. It was what needed to be done, and I did it. And um, yeah. I think that's a perfect have... example of customer always being right too. You know, oh, what man, do they want? Totally. And I'll make it for you. Yeah. You know what do you want? Then they were like bacon egg rolls. You know, 
we'll yeah. make them bacon egg rolls, and then they'll like, you know, but but so the Maori follows in, they eat all yeah. the bacon egg rolls, and then they said, um, can you put two eggs on? And they'll just yeah. pay the extra money. So I yeah, said, yeah. well, hang on a minute, I'll just put an extra dollar on, and I'll put two eggs on all of them. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just started to like up our game a little <laughs> bit. You know, in all these areas, just following suit, following what the boys want. That's wanted, so deadly because you, know? you get like you've got like direct feedback from your uh, your end customer. People pay big On money to survey that stuff out. You got it bam, oh, straight away. Yeah, right in front of us. And to be honest with you, they're the most honest people in the world. Yeah, and so they'll, good. they'll they'll tell you in a way that you, you if you can't take criticism, you need to move on. Yeah, that's um, it. yeah. They're quite blunt people you know like and you yeah. can't blame them they're on a construction site with a heap of blokes oh and, yeah you know yeah. the language is interesting and they yeah. tell you what they tell you and they're not they don't hate you for it they're just saying yeah. it the way that they think they can and i think we really um we were able to do a lot with that given that the environment was was difficult you know so things like you know blues the blues fest that would be what weeks of revenue for for yourself yeah look blues festival would have you know would have even kept us running for another three months, you know. Yeah. Um, the potential to come across, what are they, 120, 130? I, don't, I think it's even more, you know. Yeah, people wow. At an event, um, that's a lot. And, you know, if you capture 1% of that, I think, you know, you, you start to make your margin. Yeah. Um, but it was our first time at the gig. They put us in an area that had never been sort of activated before, which was part of the plan. Yeah, um, yeah. The long story short is it wasn't great, you know. We actually, yeah. <clears throat> we actually was a bit of a, it was a hard kick. Um, and I wanted to do it again. Uh, we were keen yeah. to do it again, and then we just had COVID, you know. just shut down yeah. until recently. It kept it shut. You know, they're opening up in a very small way, but it, to be one of those food suppliers at that gig now would be... No, you know, it wouldn't be worth yeah. it, I think, you know? Yeah, so, so in a way, it's a blessing in disguise that you ended up at uh, the construction space. Man, you always want to be part of the solution with things like that, you know, and yeah. people deserve uh, to you know, have the same options as they did before, whatever, And but yeah. at times, so I, think, I think we lost about 12 grand on that gig. Yeah, wow. We had a 12 grand, 12 grand hit on Blues Festival the first time. And yeah. Blues Festival didn't exactly, you know, make it easy for us. You know, they yeah. we, we paid our wages like everyone else, bro. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, there was yeah. no IPP giving us nothing, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? It was, uh, yeah, it was old school. Get out there. And I think that's, when you said about criticism before, it's something our, our community, uh, it, it's, it's a struggle to overcome because we've been criticised by the colour of our skin for so long. So when someone gives healthy criticism, it's so easy to be triggered because we're like, you don't tell me, you know, but it's something that I think we need to overcome, isn't it? Uh, look, the, the, the feedback from Blue so they called me up, right? We got yeah. Tinder replies and they put us in the vegan section next to the... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, but that's what they did. We yeah. had an interesting, you know, scenario because we had people from from that's just left looking at yeah. us saying, Are you really serving that in front of me? And and we're like, Yeah, yeah, 
Hey, mate, yeah. how you going? Like, yes, culture. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. Electricity got turned off overnight one night at Blues Festival. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, an angry, yeah, angry vegan. <laughs> yeah, an angry vegan. Sorry for all our vegan listeners. Sorry, we yeah, apologise. Love you, but um, sometimes they they get a bit out of control, you know. And, yep. And uh, they think that they're doing it for the right reason. Um, yep. It's know, it's funny when you live such in a a diverse area, you know, like Australia, because our culture we rely heavily on proteins. Um, you know, in fact, our life and way of life is centered around, you know, animals, you know, in both law, L-O-R-E and diet. So it's if you take that away, you're taking away a large portion of our identity and belief. So now good on you, because, yeah, I think, you know, we look at like any good indigenous First Nation people across the globe. We look at the landscape a lot different than our, um, you know, second peoples here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're getting arrested. Please, no. No, no, not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the food truck right now, so... That's uh, all right. Well, we'll finish, we'll finish with one last question. Don't worry, I've got all the times down, so I'll, I'll make it look pretty. 27. Yeah, so I've had alarms go off, fire alarms go off for people. You know, dogs go crazy. Um, I think I was going to say was, um, go, yep. you're right, go, you shoot first. Well, I was going to say, uh, you, you say what you want to share, but then touch on uh, you know, how you see the next 10 years in this space because, yeah. like you said, there's a big movement in um, Indigenous business that are built on their own merit and not interested in working with government. They want to be consumer-based businesses or tourism-based businesses, um, which I didn't know much about, but looking at numbers, there is, um, there is big market portions up for grabs for First Nation people. Um, just to just be themselves, you know. So, where do you see um, the next ten years going? Yeah, look, man. Um, currently, we are on a on another construction site, so we've left. Yeah. Um, Richard Crook at my own hospital. That's finished now, and we're bumping in as we speak yep. to um to another Sydney Modern Art Gallery down at the Domain. So, uh, we'll be down there for the next couple of years. We've got. You know the potential to be out of Parramatta Powerhouse Museum soon. Um, yeah, wow. You know, and, and, and we're hopefully going to lock in the uh, Western Sydney Airport as well. But yep. we'll be part of a bigger, bigger, bigger meal plan out there. I don't think we'll be the wholesale contractor, but yeah. Um, long story short, is man, we'll be looking at employing. You know, we need yep. to find some you know, really good buffers in this spot. We, we're not necessarily looking at. Um, everybody else, we want, yep. we want to, we want to see what we can do. Oh, we proved that that it's easy yep. to do. It's, uh, it's, um, it's very uh, low maintenance work. Yep. You don't need high skill base. You just need to know what you're doing. Be willing to learn. Yeah. And mate, you can complete the, the construction site needy environment in a way. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Quite. It can be comfortable. Um, it's repetitive. It's not, yep. not throwing something different at you every day of the week. So we're really looking at. Employing, you know, anything up to twenty people, I suppose, if we get a yeah. get these contracts. So, um, and if that's the case, man, I'm I'm gonna probably step away and 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 do a bit more within the community that I live in. You know, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I've noticed one thing for sure is that you know my kids getting older, and 
I do all this stuff out of Sydney, uh, out of the Central Coast. So I think yeah, yeah. And, um, even though I'm from that community growing up, but I don't live there anymore, and yeah. I'm not really living there for the rest of my life. So yeah, time for me to invest my skills back into the, the, the community where I live. So yeah, I'm gonna find yeah. a way, you know, to make that happen. Um, I'm sure it won't be too hard to sell, but on the Central Coast, yeah. you don't have any up and coming. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, contracts to, to tender for, but um, yeah, we'll we'll try and take those jobs in Sydney, not not necessarily for profit or stuff, but for jobs. Like we we took three young kids on, eighteen years old, yeah. fresh out of yeah. year twelve. Uh, we took three kids on um last year or about eighteen months ago. Yeah. And um, you know, eighteen months later, all three of them have gone to you know pretty decent jobs once the contract's finished at Wild. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. um, and that's because I wasn't trying to push my agendas on them. You know, yeah. if they wanted to leave, they had my support. Uh, whilst yep. they were at work, what did you want to do? What did you want to learn? Like, yeah, yeah. The RSA, RCG, like, all right, I'll book it for you. You're going on Tuesday. Yeah. I'll cover you yeah. shift. That type of stuff. Um, yeah, that's And so we good. can do that. We can do that anyway, you know. And um, and the model, yeah. I'm, I'm finding that I'm accidentally building a model around it. Um, yeah. And that model, that model just needs to be replicated. You don't have to yeah, come yeah. up with rocket science. Just um, you know, repeat and play. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a good point because you, you're capturing for these young, young men uh, and young women. It's, uh, it's the rhythm of work life balance. I think for our mob, we can see work as like some burden because we've been working for free for so long. But when you have meaningful, culturally empowering employment, you, you get in the rhythm of it and you start to enjoy it. It starts to become a part of your life that you really enjoy. And I have no doubt you'll be, you know, you'll find that groove as well when you return back to working more country. Um, Cause I, I've found the same thing here. It's, I was looking at the lens from coming from Melbourne and what things need to be built and shaped and, you know, you know, forums and workshops, but then just engaging with my community and community services, I started to see the needs popping up. And then I go, okay, how can I tailor that? And that's, I think, advice for any mob, you know, who are going back to country or back to, you know, the community where you grew up or you're from is um, just getting that feedback and then applying your skills. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's just so good to have you on, brother. I love your story and I can't wait to see Meet Brothers in every airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll say you just never know, you know. Like we're not going to put any uh, restraints on any of it. We'll take whatever opportunities we can. But, um yeah, it would be nice to hear from some about what they yep. synergies would be with what we do. Like, you know, we're actually yep. we're a cafe, so uh, we've got restaurant qualities. We've got, you yep. know, like a sports bar plan coming up with some of these young fellas. And, yep. you know, we, we, think we, can, we think we can do more than just, you know, have a, a, a canteen on a construction site or a cafe on a construction yep. site. Um, you know, and you use that, you use that, that, construction cafe scenario to generate funds for yeah. you know, the next planning. Yeah, awesome. And I think that that's such a good blueprint because as well, you could create community around that food and that place, people congregating. Um, and like you said, being in a container like that, you can literally pick them up, duplicate them, put them somewhere else and then start having, you know, that, that same effect multiplied. And if you can keep the revenue coming in, which is the tough part, um, yep. in between contracts then it'll be fine but I mean all the count all local councils will talk about 
having these options, you know, but then you, yep. you mentioned you've got a 20-foot container and they, you know, they throw <laughs> the, the, the DA plant in front of you and, and need yep. you to have a, an environmental assessment and you kind of like, yeah. yeah, you've missed the point, yep. you know? Yeah, that's and, uh, it. No. The way no, I'm not doing that. If you want me to do this with you, I'll do it with you. But I'm not doing all that and that and that to get through yeah. that to get possibly two cents. You know? No, yeah, that's, that's cool. it. Yeah. So you kind of, I'm learning to say no, man. Yeah, stick to your guns. Well, thanks so much for coming on, brother. Uh, I love hearing your story and the the write up as well that was in the paper uh, the other day. So keep up the good work. I'm sure there's more to come. Okay. Right, See you later. Thanks, brother.